Jack and Jill here. Howdy. Welcome to the Land Academy Show, entertaining land investment talk. I'm Stephen Jack Butella. And I'm Jill DeWitt, broadcasting from the Valley of the Sun. Today, Jill and I talk about the pros and cons of partial land ownership. Before are there get, pros? There are. Okay. There's a bunch. I can think of one situation where there's a pro, and I'll see if you, co- I'm going to save it and see if you cover it. And if not, I'll throw it in at the end. There's an equal number of pros and cons, and uh, huh? that's the fastest. And look, well, here's a little tea, a little test, or a little taste. <laughs> if you own half of a property, you only have to come up with half the money. If you own one third, and on and on and on. So it's that's a great my way to- pro. <laughs> <laughs> on the buy side, it's not a pro on the sell side. On the sell side, you're cutting it all up. Like great, now I have to share half the profit. That stinks. Before we get into it, let's take a question posted by one of our members on the LandInvestors.com online community. It's free. Uh, last year, a ton of people, need, you know, Land Academy members. Well, actually, it's 2021. Oh, two years ago. Yeah. Needed help getting their mail campaigns in the mail, which I understand. There's a lot of moving well, parts to that. Yep. We created a concept called Concierge Data Plus, which is an offshoot of our mail company offers to owners to help you get the amount of mail that you think you need to get in the uh, mail monthly and keep it on track so you can hit your goals. Go to uh, support at offers2owners.com and check it all out or, or just call those guys. They'll tell you exactly. We have a lot of customers u- utilizing this this tool and doing deals. So let me, can I just add clarification for new people real quick? So here's the big picture. We, this has been a thing forever since people started to fall, you know, joining Land Academy and following what we do. Like, how the heck are you doing that? Okay, there's a mail merge involved. Okay, there's getting the data, but they're scrubbing the data, there's pricing the data. There's, they're like, I'm, I don't have a PhD in Excel like you do, Jack. So this is why we solved this. We, we are letting you use our team to help you download, scrub, pull comps so you can price the mailers how you want. You tell them what percentage you want and then they price it and then they get it in the mail for you. It's really awesome. So it just takes that, it takes that work out of it for you. If it's over, if it's something you're not into or not comfortable with, or you're just frankly too busy. That's the greatest thing for me. I really thought that the, the majority of the people that would be using concierge data, which is a product of offers2owners.com, number two owners, um, would be people that are just, it's like, I can't handle this. It's just too much for me to kind of grasp right now. I'm figuring this all out. But no, it's our heavy hitters. <laughs> it's the people, the, the majority of the users are people that have been with us for several years. They're like, I'm just done doing my own mail. I use concierge data. It saves me time, keeps me on track. It rocks. So. We used to be the bigger, the biggest customer of concierge data. And we yeah, no longer not. are. <laughs> By leaps and bounds, we're yeah. not. There's other people sending more mail than us, and it's awesome. <laughs> okay, so back to the question. Will wrote, I have a counter offer on a commercial property. Is there someone that could chat with me about some of the due diligence steps and how they would or should be different for a commercially zoned property? Well, there's an easy answer. Toss us in Discord, which is where it is in Discord. Yeah. I hope people have said, put the details here. They did. Okay, good. That's all you have to do. There's so many of us, myself included, you know, have deals like this going on all the time. That if you want to say, is this normal? Is this normal? Is this normal? Is this normal? We'll go, yes, yes, no, weird. Yeah. Well, I can chat. And help you. I can chat about it here with you too. Cool. Go. 
commercial property comes in all different shapes and sizes as all land does. Uh, commercial property could be, depending on how it's zoned, it could be zoned agricultural or general. And so there's a lot of uses for that kind of property. Everybody loves agricultural property because you can use it for so many different uh, uh, uses. The, the, all property uh, originally was agricultural property. And so with that comes very loose rules. Do whatever you want out there, it's okay. Well, now there's industrial property and, and office use property. It's all based on use. And a lot of commercial property now is has been master plan zoned where it's zoned for one specific use. It might be zoned for light industrial or warehouse or heavy industrial. It might be zoned. Joe and I did a deal where a property was very specifically zoned for hotel motel. It was in a, a interstate intersection or uh, off ramp. So. It really comes down to how that property is going to be used and then finding like kind compared property uh, that's either for sale or sold and giving it an, and assigning it a value that where, you know, you can make some money. I love commercial property. Mm -hmm. I love it. Some of the things I was going to say too, Will, about the due diligence that that that's usually uh, a more lengthy, um, often time more time consuming, more on a on a commercial type of property. My buyers traditionally ask for like a forty five day due diligence process where they might be doing everything from I don't know traffic count to getting their own uh, soil analysis to figuring out where the culverts are gonna go kind of thing with the city, you know, fill in the blank. So that kind of thing is not nuts. And I price it well, and they're that serious about it that they're paying for that stuff, by the way. So that's usually how we work it out, but there's all kinds of variations to that. So like I said, you just like you did, put more specifics in Discord it is a closed environment and we will help you. It all comes down to use with commercial property, all of it. Mm -hmm. It starts and ends there on the buy and the sell side. Today's topic, the pros and cons of uh, partial land ownership. This is the meat of the show. Every property that Jill and I buy, the vast majority of the properties that she and I buy together and then resell are in an LLC that I own, an LLC that she owns. Uh, there's LLCs that we both own. So there's all types of uh partial ownership that can come in all different shapes and sizes with land. In general, I believe partial ownership is a great way to uh, to spread the profit and spread out your acquisition costs and get another set of eyeballs on the deal that you're doing. You know, Jill and I, not so much anymore, but we used to have to agree. Uh, you know, we had an unwritten rule. We'd both look at the deal and say, yeah, this is a good deal or it's not. Not so much anymore. Jill just decides now because we're Honestly, your track record's a little bit better than mine, acquisition-wise. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> girl power. <laughs> so I don't know if it's gender or girl power or lack of empathy on my part or age <laughs> or what, but. Or maybe it's lack of empathy on my part because I'm like, nope, not buying it. Nope, this, yeah. is, this is it. This is take it or leave it number. I mean, ap apathy, not empathy. Oh, <laughs> I have like <laughs> no matter what apathy is involved. I don't know what to deg what degree in both of our parts. That's good. And so partial ownership's great that way. What where we run into par uh, partial ownership that's not so great, and this happens probably once a month at least, 
you send out a, a prop, you know, a bunch of mail. Some a seller calls back, real excited, says, "I'd love to sell this property. I own it with my two sisters and my brother, who is in has been in Mexico for 28 years. And sometimes he calls me back, and sometimes he doesn't. So now you have four owners. They usually inherited it. Yep. Um, That's how sister, it happens. Sister A is all ready to sell it. Yep. The other two sisters, they don't care, but you know where to reach him. And then there's the brother. <laughs> And we don't know where he is. <laughs> and he doesn't have power in the evening. So good luck there, yeah. too. This is a, actually a loosely, He's in remote Mexico. loosely based on a real example yeah. that we've experienced. Exactly. <laughs> this story. Yeah. So now you've got a perfectly great piece of property, an amazing real estate I hate deal. hate it when this happens. And you've got partial ownership standing in the way. Yeah. So all they had to do was uh, during the the estate scenario, put it into a trust or with an executor. And hopefully sister A was because she's a more responsible one. Right. The executor of the trust, she can sign for it. The trust sells the property to Jill. They get a check and then they can go chase uh, brother D down. Maybe, and, maybe they will. And, maybe they won't. Yeah, maybe they'll find them. Maybe they won't, won't work too hard at it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Would have given you the money, but we don't know where you are. <laughs> to make it worse. You can buy uh, on the con side of the of the sheet pros and cons sheet here. You can get you know ten or twenty or fifteen. You can syndicate a real estate transaction, and you've got 100, 200, 300 owners. Just like let's say Tesla has thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of shareholders. To organize that, you need to have a ringleader, and that's what property managers are. And if you develop a land trust, someone's got to manage the trust, and and so. Partial ownership is very powerful. It's a lot easier to raise $5 from uh, uh, 25,000 people than it is $25 million from one person or, or however the math works. And so it's powerful, as, just like leverages, just like loaning money or borrowing money and loaning money can work great. You just can't abuse it and you have to have a plan and you need to appoint people to make decisions for the rest of the group. You know, the, the deals that I, the recent deals that I'm involved with, well, number one, when I do deal funding, it's already right there, partial ownership. You know, like, I mean, it, loosely, like, usually I'm putting up 100% of the of the money, but we're splitting the profit in our contract. So kind of on the, the deed is in my name, so I kind of own it, but we have an agreement that we're sharing it. So there's, there's that. But the other thing is sometimes we have deals going on like right now where I'm one of three, one of four, because it was a bigger deal and it just made sense. Everybody feels good putting in $100,000 versus putting in $400,000 by one person. I'm like, I'm, I'm great with that. And then of course the con is, well, great, now I only, I don't get as much return on my money, but I didn't have as much risk. I'm you don't know that. before that happens too. Mm -hmm. You know, it's uh, it's really interesting the psychology behind if, if there's a $200,000 piece of property and you sell it for four hundred dollars on the buy side, if you buy it, you get deal funding, somebody writes a $200,000 check, you post it for sale, it sells in 35 seconds, and it's like, well, if I knew it was gonna sell in 35 seconds, I know I would have done it myself. Exactly. And I would have kept the $200,000 profit for myself, but you don't know. You don't know. And then maybe it takes a year and a half, and you're like, wow, I'm glad that I deal funded that. Yeah, I got one, that's the one right now. I'm like, I think we're going on two years on this deal. It wasn't my deal. I was, I was the last person to come in and throw some money in there, but that's okay. Partial ownership, um, I'll kind of end it on this, is an amazing tool. You just have to use it correctly. Mm -hmm. And whatever that means for you, 
and and not get in your uh, brother D situation. I can I can I add one little sure. thing. The best thing you can do in this situation too, like the the one like I think we're one of four or five. I can't remember what it is. Seriously, parties in this deal because it's a big deal. Um, is you can't have all five. You can't expect all five to be agreeing on it so you have to pick one or two people to call the shots everybody agrees on that so we have that in writing that two of us i'm one of them get to call the shots as far as if we get a new agent if we change the price if we accept a price something like that you do have to spell that out now make your life much easier yep like the four people that did this you know <laughs> need to have one person calling the shots in that family <laughs> Happy to join us today. Five days a week, you can find us here on the Land Academy Show. Tomorrow's Jack Thursday, and since it's uh, the beginning of January here, I'm going to talk about confidence. You are not alone in your real estate ambition. I look forward to tomorrow. I would be nowhere without some, some element of confidence, and I don't think that you would either. I couldn't get a girl like Jill oh. if I didn't have any confidence. <laughs> first of all, <laughs> so confidence you. is so underrated and so not talked about enough, in my opinion. That's good. That's really good. I feel like we talk about it. Women talk about it, but maybe it's just my little inner circle. Well, I'm going to have some questions for you tomorrow then. Oh, good. I would look forward to that. <laughs> hey, thank you for tuning in. By the way, we would love to connect with you live on Clubhouse. It's like a radio show on your phone. So check it out. Go to on your phone, whether you're Android or Apple, doesn't matter. Find the Clubhouse app, download that, log in, join the Land Investing Club, follow that follow us and you can connect with us the first and third thursday of every month at 12 o'clock pacific time again it's live you get to ask us questions it's a whole lot of fun we really enjoy it we, we are jack, jack and jill. jill information and inspiration to buy undervalued property <laughs>